0: Salutations and welcome to the 97th episode of the In The House podcast, the official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. Yep. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I am tickled to be here this evening. (laughs) Are you? Just tickled. (laughs) Um, uh, We've got some stuff to talk about. We've got things to discuss. uh, There's some stuff. Unusually for us, we've got to talk about a bit of a losing streak. Um, unusually for us, we have got to talk about uh, not just a losing streak, but really not playing well in yeah. the losses. Uh, and so that's not a fun topic. No. But it's an important one. It's necessary. And I think that it'll give us some uh, some nice direction for where we go for the remainder of the year. Some framework. Uh, To provide that kind of framework, though, I'm going to need somebody to bounce ideas off of, and I can think of no one better suited to that task than my partner, who tonight is coming to you live from a cozy room in Rivendell, (laughs) surrounded by elves. It's Andy Frederick. Andy, (laughs) welcome back, buddy. You doing okay? I love this fictional location. Yeah, Zio. I do too. It's nice. It's, um, it's the best. I came here for a ring.
1: It's already gone. <laughs> Apparently it's already gone. Some uh, some some group took it. Yeah, and now the guy it's just me and the guy from the Matrix hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> it is the guy from the Matrix. Elrond. Elrond, he always seemed like somebody that you would want to hang out with. Sure.
0: But also, I felt like he's kind of the guy who would just scold you about dumb stuff. But I would want him to teach me, like, sword play. Sure, absolutely. And how to
1: forge. He looks like he could teach you how to forge things if you wanted to. He does
0: look like the kind of guy who knows how to do stuff. Right, right. Like, over the thousands of years of his life, he has acquired, you know, skills that he could impart upon you. Yeah. Alright. Well, I I I very nearly sent you to the uh, to the tree of Tom Bombadil. But I thought that oh, might man. be even too esoteric. It's, that's a for deep our cut, yeah. It's a deep cut. Yeah. Unless a,
1: you've read the books. And then it's sure. not a deep cut. No. If you've only seen the movies, it's an exceptionally deep
0: it cut. It is. And uh, so we'll 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 hang out with Tom okay. Bombadillo some other time. Uh, Didn't you have a song? Yeah, uh, that's that I was apart yeah. from the song, yeah. Um Fun fact about Tom Bombadil. I'm sorry, everybody. It. This is happening now. I love it. Fun fact about Tom Bombadil. There are a number of people who think that Tom Bombadil is actually uh, the overall God of Lord of the Rings. Really? Of the of Middle Earth and all of creation. If you go back and read the Silmarillion, you'll yeah. find that it's called Eru, and they think that. And there is a large part, portion of the fan base who thinks that Eru is uh, is actually uh, Tom mm-hmm. Bombadil. In human form, just chilling.
1: I actually fell down a rabbit hole of Silmarillion stuff. As one does. Because <laughs> it's fascinating. It is! Because um, I, I want to know who Sauron was before he was Sauron. Sure. Right? He was a henchman. He was. His name was Morgoth, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, Morgoth. And he was kind of a dick then, too. Mm-hmm.
0: But he's actually like the number two big yeah. bad of, uh, yeah. of the universe, yeah so. It's uh, after Melchior. Gosh, I wish I didn't know some of this stuff.
1: (laughs) There are about five people listening to this who are like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, totally, man. Look in your way, (laughs) Joe Woolley.
0: I'm sure that there's some more crossover to this Mm -hmm. fan base, but uh, let's talk about Loose City, shall we? Talk about soccer stuff, yeah. You you know, novel concept (laughs) for us. Um, So we played uh, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Saturday at 8 o'clock. First off, let me just say... Lynn Family Stadium under the lights. It's beautiful. It's it's magic hour, man. Yeah. It's special. Uh, I to I still feel like I can't wait to see that thing packed and rocking. But uh, yeah. even just seeing it for a night game, uh, you could feel how for a playoff game it'll be oh, like yeah. just magical.
1: Crisp breeze in the air,
0: right? Which was not the case. No, no, it was like the opposite of crisp yeah.
1: with no breeze. <laughs> right.
0: uh, but. I loved it, seeing it under yeah. the lights. It was a cool vibe, uh, yeah. despite the play on the field. I like the 8 o'clock start time also, because so, the
1: sun started to go down. You know, the poor Coopers. In that field, yeah.
0: <laughs> the poor Coopers are just getting bombarded. Yeah. Yeah. The Um, Scouse's half-faith will have no sympathy, though, after five years of shading your eyes and trying to to use your scarf as a a visor. We've
1: done our time.
0: We've earned this. Yeah, so it's – okay, so played St. Louis. Uh, Kings Cup round one of four this season. The first 20 minutes, much like the first 20 minutes of the game against Pittsburgh, domination control dangerous danger threats yeah peppering a, a ball a ball off the crossbar a ball off off the uh, off the post Oof. Uh, two balls whipped just wide one yeah. ball just long uh, felt like could have been three or four nothing comfortably yeah and just didn't happen it was one of those like well if we keep this up right at, like at
1: least two of them are bound to go in mm-hmm. right like you keep this up more so than in, even in the pit game because St. Louis's defense can't hold a candle to to
0: pits. No. Although bigger than I was expecting. Yeah. Like they revamped that back line and that's a big back line. It is. I mean, I knew Wally was a big guy, but I mean even so that is a big back line. Yeah. Uh, I was well, before we get into the criticisms of Lou City, I do want to say I was more impressed by St. Louis watching them play than I thought I would be. I thought they were better than I expected. Even yeah. even when we were bossing them in those first 20 25 minutes, I thought, you know, that's a that looks like an organized team. That looks like they've got some pieces that are talented. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Gaia Bend and Kadim Dakers both on the field former Loose City uh, uh, magnates. Yeah. And uh, they both played well and looked yeah. comfortable in possession and looked like... I mean, it didn't look like some games against St. Louis have looked where we, where they didn't belong on the field with us. Right, right. Uh, and so I, 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 it actually made me nervous, a little more nervous for the rest of the season than even this result indicates. Yeah. Just because it looks like they could be good. Yeah. Uh, played through the rest of the first half and it started getting a little slower. Started getting a little less productive through the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah.
1: The thing that stuck out to me was you know when you watch the pit game, at a certain point, especially the deeper into the second half you got, they looked mad at each other. Mm Mhm. They looked mad at each other. Like, what are we frustrated? yeah. Yeah. This one, the deeper you got into the second half, they looked frustrated with themselves. Like they looked like. They played like they didn't understand why stuff wasn't working.
0: Right. Which is probably more
1: dangerous.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you you get that with a game like this where you feel like you should have been owning it. And then when you're not, you just start to wonder what the hell. It looks like they tightened up, like the grip got tight. Yeah. Like, oh man, we've played three halves of soccer here and only put in one goal. What's going on? when i feel like if they just kept playing the way they had in the first yeah. you know quarter of the game that they would have it would have been fine and something would have fallen eventually but it yeah. looks like they started gripping it real tight yeah they did uh, it wasn't it wasn't promising no um, a lot of passes to nothing
1: yeah. a lot of like what would have been amazing passes a lot of crosses especially in the second half a lot of crosses that were beautiful to no one.
0: Right. That we weren't getting on the end of some runs. Yeah. And uh, it just felt like they got frustrated and it just stopped. They stopped trying to do what they wanted to do. And yeah. you could see it in Hack on the sideline, too, who sort of seemed like, what the hell is happening out there? Yeah. Like, wh- why are we doing that? And uh, a positive I'll take from this is I thought the back line played much better. Oh, yeah. So we change from Oscar, Oxford, uh, Swahi and uh, Watts to Oscar, Tosh, uh, Sharpie, and McMahon. McMahon. Pat gets man of the match honors. Oh my gosh. Vibes vibes were vibing.
1: Those slot tackles, it was like, I watched the replay and it was like, it wasn't three, it was like two and a half. Yeah. But that poor guy who he did that to, oh, my God.
0: They're beautiful. They're yeah. beautiful. And, and played really, well, that moment of brilliance is what will stick out. I thought he played just a solid game. I yeah. thought the back line as a whole played a solid game.
1: Tosh had a great game, yeah. Uh, Sharpie still passes back to Hubbard a little hotter than I would like him to. Brings the heat. Yeah, It's you don't need to.
0: But... Uh, So I thought the back line played well, and I thought that in the first bit the midfield looked sharper. Um, By the time we got into the second half, though, it became what it has always become when we fall behind. So we give up the bad goal on a set piece, and it really, it was a nicely worked set piece by St. Louis. Like it didn't, you walk away from it going, wow, that was a really good plan, and they executed it well. And you could see the defense overlapping and then uh, getting pulled to the wrong side of the field, and then they had something in the middle that opened up. Blackwood, I think, put it home yeah. for him, uh, and it wasn't like a lapse. It wasn't that anybody from Lou City screwed up. It was that no. like they put together something nice and it worked, uh, which is gonna happen. Uh, but once they got the goal, it turned into what it almost always turns into for Lou City, and this is maybe my biggest criticism of Hack. My my praise to Hack is that he sends all the offense on the field. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't care if we end up losing three nothing. He wants to come back and tie yep. it or win it. The criticism comes, though, that it because you've got so many attacking pieces on the field, it generally feels crowded yep. and not in a good way. Yep. It feels as though you got five guys who all want to make the same run, who all want the ball in the same spot, yep. and it just doesn't quite pan out. It gums it up a little bit. It, it does. It gums it up a and little so bit. so you end up with cross after cross after cross coming into the middle of the field. And, again, St. Louis has got some big guys in there. Uh, you got some confusion about who's supposed to be making what run and filling what space when you've got yeah. an unusual looking lineup with four or five attackers all fill in the same space and so I feel like we get away from what we do well once they start packing the box to try to get a whole elite yeah and so if it works then you look like a genius because you're gonna get a bunch of you're gonna get a, a bunch of goals. But yeah. when it doesn't work, it looks convoluted and unpleasant. Right. And that's what it's looked like the first two games.
1: Yeah. I wonder if that's and granted, you know, we've only we're so still so early into this season of sorts. But it still seems like last season it was still percentage wise
0: more effective. Okay. And that's me talking from a person who doesn't understand. No. <laughs> but I mean, well, here's the but, thing is you can point to times when it was successful. Yeah. A- and we it's a small sample size early this year, but there's no, obviously, we're 0 for 2 in having it be successful. Yeah. Whereas you can point to times yeah. where it was like, wow, we fell behind, but the substitutions made it work. Is that something that you,
1: do they cover that in practice? Is that like a, hey... When the, if and when the time comes that I need to start... Because they know that they're he's going to start putting attackers on, right? Yeah. Do you think in practice he's like, all right, let's practice for this situation. If I've got five attackers, I've got five of you up there.
0: But if, if I'm John Hackworth, I imagine that your practice breaks down into standard drills, which is just working on the stuff that you want to work on. Yeah. And then when you're playing in your game prep mode... You get as much of your starting unit out there as possible, right. playing together, getting used to each other for that week, and uh, what the game plan is. And then because Hack plays such an attacking brand, you've got to assume that you're gonna score. And I think that we are a team that probably practices with the notion that here's how we're gonna score, Right. and then once we score, I bet they get more practice with what they do once they get a lead than they do practice for what they do when they don't have a lead. And so I'm betting it's not a huge part of practice. I'm sure they've worked on it. I mean, they're they're professionals and they spend a lot of time out there and they work on stuff. And I'm sure right now that that's been more of an emphasis after the last two weeks. But uh, you also have to sort of figure that you practice for what you intend to happen. Uh, One of my all-time favorite quotes from sports of any kind is uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. For years and years and years and years, Peyton Manning was the quarterback, and he was the great quarterback, Mm -hmm. and he was the franchise, and everything that the team did was revolving around Peyton Manning. And he went something like seven straight years without missing a start and just played and played and played. And uh, somebody, a reporter, asked their offensive coordinator, uh, he said to him, why – don't you get more reps for your backup quarterback in practice? Because even in practice, Peyton Manning's taking all the snaps and he's getting all the work. And uh, the offensive coordinator looked at this reporter and he says, if Peyton Manning goes out, we're fucked. And we don't (laughs) practice (laughs) fucked. And so that to me, I think that that's a little bit of the hack mentality is what I want to do is going to work. It's going to win. It's like Novocaine, give it time and it'll get there. I'm not going to practice for, I'm not going to devote my practices to the idea of it failing. Right. And so probably not that much. I mean, I'm not at practice, and so I don't know this. Yeah. But I'm just telling you that that would be my mentality is we're going to practice for the best case scenario and deal with the worst case scenario. Right. And uh, the, and right now it's been the worst case scenario two weeks in a row, and that's, that's tough to look at. It is,
1: but I'm still not worried. Mm-hmm. There's no part of me that's that's
0: worried yet. No, nor I. Talking a little context here for Louisville City soccer yeah. teams. I posted this on Twitter, but it was one of my favorite little stats. In Louisville City's history, since 2015, only seven times before now have we ever lost two games in a row. We've gone on stretches of like five games where we had three draws and two losses, mm-hmm. so five winless games. But in terms of losses in a row, it's only ever happened seven times. In our history, following a two-loss stretch, we've gone five wins, one draw, one loss. Yeah. So that means that in our history, we've only ever lost three games in a row once. And that was in 2015, the inaugural season, and it was the last three games of the regular season. Other than that, we've never lost three in a row. The last time we lost two in a row was midway through the year last year, Mm. and then we went on a stretch of ten unbeaten games. Yeah. Seven wins, three draws. I'm of the belief that we'll have something like that happen, that we're going to respond well to this, and that we come out and start playing well. This roster is too good, it's too talented, and this coaching staff is too smart for it to continue to fail, and some of it's been bad luck. Maybe some refereeing here. Maybe a ball off the post that maybe could have ticked in here. I mean, Cameron's right. second one, the one that went off of the oh inside of the post, that's a goal eight times out of ten. Yeah. If there's a, a extra droplet of condensation on the ground or on yeah. the bar, that's a, a, it's, a it's goal. a butterfly
1: flaps its wings somewhere. And that's right.
0: It. So a little bit of bad luck. And that game changes its dynamic completely if we've got a lead yeah. versus if we're you know even or trailing. So... You live with all of that. You live with all of that. I'm of the belief that this will turn around. I think it's completely possible we lose our next game. I think it's completely possible we draw our next game. Yeah. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but if it does, I still won't yet be to holy crap level. Because right. this season, because of the pods, because you play your opponents so many times, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of chances to make it up. Yeah. I mean, and frankly, if we have a bad game against KC on Saturday, we play them on Wednesday. The we play them again on Wednesday. So, you know, we're gonna have a chance to make up for it, or we're gonna have a chance to score six, get six points in four days, and suddenly everything goes. Oh yeah, we're three and two, and uh, we've only played one game in our pod. You know, you live with it.
1: To me, it's just you look at this team, and it's not only like the level of talent that we have. It's a lot of these guys have been playing with each other for relatively a long time. Agreed. At some point, something clicks in. Yeah, that's just how it is. Nobody's trying to get to know each other. You know what I mean? It's, At some point, something something clicks in. It's like, right, this, this is, is how we're, we're supposed to do. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so you know, the hope is that you find the the lineup that clicks and. I'm, I wouldn't be mad if he ran the exact same lineup out there this week. If he said, this is exactly the same thing I'm going to run out there. The defense played fine. The offense created a bunch of chances in the first half. Yeah. Let's find it. I, I'll, I won't have any objections to us seeing the same lineup. Just to get a little continuity and to feel like, okay, Yeah. we've played together. We get it. Hopefully playing together all week again in practice. And you feel like, okay, here we go. It's not. freak out time right i'll tell you when it's freak out time and that is if we lose two straight if we lose these next two both of them to kc at home then it's time to really start freaking out like what the hell's going on And, and that could happen and when it does i will be freaking out but if we lose or draw this saturday i won't be because I imagine we won't do our next pod until probably, like, Thursday of next right, week. Right, So uh, right. I'm just saying that if we happen to lose this game, and everyone's out there wondering, I wonder if Evan's freaking out. I'm, I'll be angry. I'll be annoyed. But I'm not to freak out zone until after next week.
1: How many people do you think would be worried that you're freaked out? A lot of people. A lot of people. Everybody listening to this pod, <laughs> for sure. So, dad.
0: Um, and my dad worries about that a lot. So, um... I didn't like the game. I didn't like, I mean, Cam came super close a couple of times. We had one or two runs where it looked like we were a step and a half away from having something. Yeah. I thought Omby played another fine game out on the wing. I I liked seeing Hopeno out there. Yeah. Uh, He looked mean. He always looks mean when he's playing. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I love it. Hopeno
1: looks like he has the potential to be – and this is one. It's one of my favorite, like, little asides to watch during a game, is when is when Nile goes after a ref. Yeah, <laughs> Hopeno has that in him. Like, oh yeah, you can see it,
0: and I want him. I want him to develop that. <laughs> uh, you can totally see that becoming a, uh, a yeah. regular occurrence. That is the one change I would, if I'm given the choice, if, if they say Evan put together the lineup, mm. the only change I personally make is I put Niall McCabe in for Corbin Bow. Uh, Corbin Bone, big signing for us, has a lot of talent, has a lot of versatility, can play a lot of places on the pitch. Haven't seen much from him that got me excited yet this no. season. I'm aware of what he can do after watching him play for Cincinnati and yes. tormenting us for years. But uh, right now, I'm not seeing anything from him where I go, ah, thank God, Corbin Bone's on the pitch. Yeah. And so I think Hack likes to have Nile as a reserve to be, because he's such a Swiss Army knife. He can play yeah. it literally anywhere on the pitch. And you go, oh, man, this is the problem. Nile get out there and fix it. But I think you put Niall back in the starting lineup and let him cook.
1: I'd like to see a little bit of uh, redemptive play from Oxford. Also
0: possible. Maybe a tosh Oxford back line might yeah. be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Sharpie, while well, played well, didn't look as comfortable as Sean as, uh, did. Um, but, I mean, again, if they run the same lineup out, out there, I won't feel bad. The, the, still the big question mark is Magnus is uh, Magnus gonna be there is he gonna play is he still on paternity leave is yeah. he just stuck not being able to get back due to uh, you know various various things thing. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't have any clues I don't have any answers I don't have any I don't have I any mean, reason to speculate one way or the other you feel his
1: absence for sure
0: you do you'd like the extra creativity and the extra danger outside the box yeah uh, and so we'll see. Yeah, I think, also, he's known for his footwork.
1: Yeah. And I think that brings, if you're an opposing team, I think that brings a level of intimidation. Fear. Like, this dude is going to make me look like an idiot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the the bummer to me from the last game is Cam getting to take a free kick from Cam land, from Cam range. Yeah. And uh, just crushed a guy in the face. God. Crushed a guy in the face.
1: Everybody at LinFam felt that. Yeah.
0: Everybody felt that. I love though the feeling you get when Cam lines up over a ball because it's truly like well this is 50 this yeah. one, this thing this might could go, absolutely in. go in. Uh, it didn't. Uh, it was. It would have been a nice shot if it gets past that defender, but uh, it's you know it hit him in the face. So technically
1: speaking, that defender did his job. Right. He just did it with
0: his face. Right. So kudos to you, defender. But that would have killed me. I mean, it might have ended your life. Yeah. At, at the very <laughs> least, would have required a couple of surgeries. Oh God. Uh, it's it's a bummer to lose two straight. I get it. And, yeah. I, and it's compounded by the fact that we're in the new stadium and haven't gotten a win yet. It's compounded by the fact that everybody feels a little weird and sad and annoyed in yeah. general. Yeah. And so uh, with COVID and, you know, racial injustice and all of the backdrop of this season, everybody just needs something to be happy and excited about. And yeah. so the fact that we haven't had it for two weeks, I think – Makes it all feel worse. Right. Um, Here's a question for you. Yeah.
1: Watching Ben play. Uh-huh. Watching, having seen Hubbard play. Mm-hmm. Who do you like? And granted, two very different games, two very different teams. Yeah. But who do you like?
0: <clears throat> I'm going to couch a little bit. Okay. I think that Ben Lunt is a much better shot stopper than Hubbard is. I think that he's better at a ball comes in. I'm not Mm going to let it into the goal. I think that he's better. Okay. Maybe faster reflexes, definitely longer reach. I think he's just a better classic shot stopper. Mm -hmm. I like having Hubbard in the goal better. I think that. He demands a little more respect from the team, not not commands. I'm sure the guys all respect Ben Loon right uh, to the hilt, but I think he commands mm-hmm. more respect. All right, and he demands it. He says you you're going to do this. I want this. You hear him being really vocal. Yeah. Um. And I think that he just has a calmer demeanor. He just looks very comfortable, even right. when he must not be. He just looks kind of comfortable, and Ben. When you're winning, what Ben does look is that he looks, you know, alert mm-hmm. and ready and on his toes. When you're losing, that same body language can look like anxiety. Um, it looks yeah. like uh, nerves. Yeah. And so I'm not even trying to project that that is what it is. Ben may have ice in his veins, but the body language to me says a little more, I like seeing Hubbard in the net, personally. I'm a diesel guy. But in the long run, I, it's really tough. It They're is. two good keepers who bring different yeah. things to the game. I think Hubbard's service is a little better, which when you're playing out of the back is super important. Yeah. But like I say, if I've got a ball rocketing in at the goal, I'd rather have Ben Lunt back there. So, you know, it's, it's six up, half a dozen down. Yeah. Where are you at?
1: I'm a Hubbard guy. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, and I agree with you that he he does command respect and like, but I think part of that is because it feels like, and this is no in no way a slight to Ben, there's an air of that he's earned it. Okay. In a lot of ways, to me. Um... From what I saw, there was a little bit more communication between Hubbard and the back line. And I was talking to David about it, and you know, you didn't, it didn't. You mean David O'Connell? That guy, our vice president. president The vice president of Scouse's house, house. yeah. Okay. Um, It didn't seem like there was as much effective communication from Ben to his back line. Okay. And Hubbard, it seems like the opposite. I'm a Hubbard guy. I mean, he's had some spectacular games and the he's beard, and the you know, and the beard. Yeah. As much as I hate to say it, because my wife has been crush on him. Well, sure. Um, he's cute as a butt. I
0: mean, I my. danced next to him at Four Castle yeah. last year, and uh, and my wife was side eyeing him, side eyeing him. We should have been soccer players. We. I was a soccer player. I never looked like that. <laughs> never, never. I was never. Uh, that wasn't a thing for me. Uh, yeah. Um, you you got to dust it off and move on. Yeah. This is, this game, I, I I get the, I talked to a couple of the players this week. And, uh, you know, there's frustration. You can feel it. It's palpable. Um, but there's also just eagerness. Mm. Like, let's get back out there. Yeah. Like, just put us back on the field. Like, I'm sure this week seemed interminable to them just because they want to get back on the field and prove that that's a fluke. Uh, If you have a tough game this week, I hope that everybody, Hack, Cruz, the veterans on the team, everybody Instead of doubling down on the, we've got to get this better. Yeah, I hope it's just like a, we're going to the boat and getting drunk. Right. Like, I mean, I know they can't do that. No, but like, saying, uh, uh, let's blow some steam. Yeah, we're we're doing a team building activity of some kind in quarantine. But with we're a trampoline park. We're gonna play charades, like you know, whatever it is, something that they're allowed to do. Eighteen man settlers. There you go. Just like a, a a massive. It sounds like a nightmare. Like it sounds a, like a nightmare. Like ten boards put together. Oh my god. Yeah, that'd be fun. I actually I kind of be down for that. But uh, ultimately, you just hope that this week goes well. Yeah. And so uh, let's let's talk a little bit about this week. Okay. Playing against KC, Sporting KC two. Which is a disappointment because Swope Park Rangers was a cool name. Sporting KC two is not a cool name derivative and yeah I weird. don't like and you know we make fun of two teams and then they just go ahead and decide they're gonna be a two team when they had their own identity but whatever uh, they are young like young
1: how much of a difference in roster are we talking between sporting KC of this season and the Swill Park Rangers of last season of
0: last season I'd say it's 60% turnover it's a lot the two teams are always going to have a lot of turnover. Yeah. Even the good ones. I mean, even New York Red Bulls Red too. Bulls, yeah. During their run, they were still they'd have four key pieces and then move everybody else around. Right. Uh, Sporting KC has got two sort of. They've only got two guys over the age of twenty-three. <coughs> Jesus. So they've got Christian Duke, who's been around the around the league for ages. and He's twenty-nine, and he's clearly the veteran. Uh, they got Dylan Cerna, who's twenty-six. Other than that, there's nobody over the age of 23. Uh, They are young, and it's a lot of teenagers. Uh, Even when I say 23, I think there are like three guys who are 23. I believe their roster, as it's constituted online, has 10 players who are 20 or younger. So that is a young team. Yeah. Uh, Which is both encouraging, like our veterans are just gonna be like, this is what it takes to be a pro. Right. Or terrifying, because these guys don't know. They don't know any better. Right. Uh, they, they played Indy as tough or tougher than, than St. Louis did. So they gave Indy a 2-1 <laughs> win for Indy at home against yeah. KC, and it was a 2-0 win at home for Indy over uh, St. Louis. So by the transitive property, KC is better than St. Louis. I don't think that's true but it just shows that you can't take them lightly right it's not like it's not like what Pittsburgh did if anybody watched or saw what Pittsburgh did to Philadelphia Union two uh, I believe it was six nothing thrashing Oof. of a two team where you go okay so we better darn well run these guys over also even if it's a two nothing win it better be a comfortable two nothing win these guys played indie tight and so you got to expect that they're, they got outplayed, and so it was clo- that the storyline made it look closer than it was. Yeah. But I mean, that means that you got to play well, or you're gonna—you <clears throat> can't just take it for granted. Right. Um, I don't have much on their style of play. I don't have much on their scoring threats. Harris, I know, got the goal for them in this past game. But I mean, it's such a young group, and it's hard to make any judgments. Who are the two that got when
1: they were the Snow Park Rangers? And just to refresh everybody's memory, they were the last team that we played in Slugger. Yes. Last season, it was the eight to three.
0: Yes. Drubbing. Destruction. Yes.
1: Uh, but and, those but three, they got
0: out to the three nothing. Yeah, they got to a three nothing. Yeah.
1: Who were their goal scorers for that game, oh, and gosh. are they back?
0: That's tough. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't know the answers <laughs> to that. We gotta. So anybody uh, thinking about playing Beat the Beard on the radio sometime the next week, if you knew that, then you would have had me on this one because I don't know the answer to that. Um, I should. I watched that game again like three months ago. Yeah. But I, I don't have the names of their goal scorers. Um, I do think, though, that at that point in the season, they had called some players from the senior team. And because of the MLS bubble... There's not much senior team movement. You're either right. with the junior team or you're with the senior team and there's not a lot of like up and down right now. So what we see is what we get. and yeah. uh, they'll be they'll be young, they'll be fresh, they'll be fast. They played us fast last time, yeah, and we made them hurt for it. Uh, but also they got out to the big start. So I expect us to play well. I expect us to come out super angry. And I mean last week I predicted a six nothing blowout for us, so I mean what do I know? But I could see I could see a scenario wherein we blow this team out. Yeah. But I can see also how if things had gone just right for us in the St. Louis game, we get out to a three nothing lead in the first twenty five minutes and then it's Katie Bar the door and maybe we, we do win six nothing. Right. So In my heart of hearts, I think this is like a 3-1 win for City. My prediction, I'm going to go crazy conservative and call it a 2-2 draw. Really? Yeah. Because I want you to know that I'm predicting a 2-2 draw, and if that's what happens, I'll feel fine. My level of confidence in this team will not have dipped, even if we draw Sporting KC in this first game. Do we want the points? Of course we want the points. Yeah. Do we kind of need the points? We're getting closer to that. If people keep talking about it being a short season. It's a short season, but we play the teams we need to beat four times. Yeah. You drop the first two of them, and you've still got a chance to come out even with that team for the year. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're still fine. Uh, but I want you to know that if we take a 2-2 draw, I'm not going to be like, sky is falling. I'll right. still be, yeah, this team's coming together. We'll figure it out, and we'll get going. I'll tell you, I will worry.
1: I will su- suspend any kind of concern until we play indie. Sure. Because you, going into this season in the new structure, you would have to assume, looking at our group, you would assume that it would be us and indie. Yeah. Right? Indy's a tough team. They're really
0: good. They are, by the way, currently, they're playing Playing against Pittsburgh, which is a great bellwether game for where everybody is. Yeah. Because if Indy blows out Pittsburgh, then I'm scared of Indy. Yeah. If Pittsburgh blows out Indy, then I'm feeling better about how we played against Pittsburgh. Yes. And uh, and if they come out basically and draw one another, well, then I'll know that you know the the top of the East is about even, like we thought.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's that same logic is kind of what I'm basing this on. I want to see how we play against Indy, arguably the toughest of the teams that we would face. Yeah. Before I make any kind of like judgment call as to how concerned I am, because if we go out, if we get destroyed by Indy, it's like well. This is an issue. Yeah. Right? Like, this is a thing. This speaks to the rest of the season. It does. And the games that we've played thus far. If we go out and we draw with some goals, like if it's like a 1-1 or a 2-2 draw with Indy, or if we beat Indy, it's like, well...
0: We're right where we That need to puts
1: be. our past games in a completely different light. hmm So I'm going to wait until we play Indy before I make
0: any kind of judgment as to... I'll tell you this right now: if we lose to Swope twice, I don't care if we played Indy or not yet. I'm scared. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. It doesn't even necessarily speak to the remainder of the season because there's 12 points up for grabs against Indy.
1: Yeah.
0: Like we could go into our first game against Indy behind by 10 points, and you get a win, and you play them again two weeks later, and it's like, oh yeah, we're, we're right in this. You know, yeah. If we play well, we drew Indy twice last year. Realistically, we drew him three times because we went to extra time against him in the final. Right. I mean, in the conference final, it was a very level pair of teams. Yeah. If that's not the case this year, that'll be scary. But I want to get there. I want to know. You're you're right. That that is probably where you should start to draw judgments. If we lose twice to Swope in four days. I will be yeah. a little panicky. Yeah. But I just don't anticipate that happening. I think it's too veteran of a team. It's too good of a team. What do you see happening against KC? 4-1. Wow. So you think a pretty solid solid uh, comeback game. I think
1: <clears throat> this turns into a game of uh, revenge, so to speak. I think KC turns into kind of the... Oh, The the scape not the scapegoat, but like the whipping boy for us. Okay. I think we get a goal early in like the first 15 20 minutes. I think they get a goal on a set piece. Okay. And I think it peppers us with it's the threat of how we have been playing, and I think they just don't accept it. Like, no. This is the game. I think once we get to that one-one, collectively they say to themselves, "No, this is the game where we turn it around and we be the team that we know we are." Okay. And then they come back and they get three more. Four-one. Yeah.
0: How about game two?
1: Oh, I think game two is gonna be three-nothing
0: to us. Okay, so we've demoralized them on Saturday, and then just toy with them and put them away on Saturday.
1: Anything. We conquer them in, in the in the you need to recognize who you're playing and where you are, and then Wednesdays.
0: I'm with you on the second score line. I think three nothing on the Wednesday game. I think we're deeper and more experienced than they are, and that'll really help in the Wednesday game. But I also think that in the Saturday game, we get our goals from Antoine and Brian, and that that gives them the fear of the outside of the pitch. Yeah that opens up the middle in that second game for cam. So I think that you get the two goals from wide in the draw and then in the second game there's a lot of room for Brian or for Cameron <coughs> Lancaster to be able to do his stuff in the second game.
1: see I think we get I think we get a, uh, a brace a forked lightning from cam in, in the first game. okay Kind of the, I think the, the opposite okay I think we get something I get I think we get something special from cam in the first game. As a reminder that it's Cameron Lancaster. Sure. Right? It's the it's Cameron Lancaster, right? And so going into the second game, they put more people on Cameron, which leaves Hope and Owen Oki.
0: Okay. I like it. Uh I think you get the fourth lightning in the second game from Cam. And I think George Davis the fourth gets our other goal in that game. I, like I think it. that he's gonna get some I have a hunch he's not gonna be in the eighteen this Saturday. He was in the eighteen, got some last minute yeah. mop up time in that game. I think you leave him off the eighteen this time and then you start him on Wednesday. Yeah. That's I what I that. and so I think George will get get the other goal in the Wednesday game. Yeah. Uh because that's the first game where we're gonna have to do some lineup machinations. Right. So that's my that's my thought process. Alright. So Andy's got two dominant wins. I've got a shaky draw and then a win. Okay. Yep. Andy, it's time for you and I to come clean. Okay. For us to admit that the losses, there's no one to blame yeah, but us. Yeah,
1: no, this was our fault. That's and, our bad.
0: I, I want to apologize personally to Hack, to Brad Estes, to John Neese, to the entire Lou City organization. Purple family. We're sorry. Everybody, this is on us. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a superstitious guy. And uh, that being said, Andy and I have become... In the two and a half years you guys have known us, in the five years we've been a part of this family, God. We, uh, we've we been young and carefree. <laughs> we've been loose and uh easygoing, We were different people then. Freewheeling. Uh, between my diet yeah. and Andy's fatherhood, and also just the fact that we're now Officially in our late 30s Uh, We uh, We let it slide some of our responsibilities one of our responsibilities as the co hosts of this show was to enjoy Some purple stuff on the air during our broadcasts and we haven't been we've been drinking water like a bunch of Adults we had coffee and we had water and that's it Uh, That's embarrassing like Looking at it now, I realize what were we thinking? We've let people down. We have. So this week, to try to help our boys in purple get back on the right foot, uh, Andy, raise a glass <laughs> of purple stuff. Cheers, sir. Ah, it's that's good. tasty. It's it's honestly, I'm I'm finding it to be very <clears throat> summer drinking easy whiskey. Purple stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, it is.
1: If you could say that about this specific you can. category of purple stuff, that th- th- this falls in there. right. Yeah. This is the easiest
0: drinking purple stuff I've had. Right. Which is not great if you're on a hard winter's night. No. But for a summer, this is this is this yeah is this easy is drinking. It's tasty. Yeah. It's a little light, but good. Yeah. Uh, purple stuff. Let me start with the league a little bit while you uh, inevitably look to see if there's any news from Scouse's House. Uh, The league. We've got a brand new team announcement. So the MLS team going to Charlotte announced their stuff today. They announced their team name, they showed their logo, they showed their color scheme, they did their video, they did the whole thing. And it was whelming is basically the consensus I've gotten from basically everyone um, yeah. Charlotte is a saturated soccer market and Charlotte Independence is a cool name it is yeah and uh, they have okay branding for USL squad that's been around for a long time yeah Charlotte's MLS team will be Charlotte FC so there you go score one for originality <laughs> um, i mean i don't want to throw stones because our house is very glass with some of our logo and team name announcements we're riding really high on how well racing has gone over yeah but uh you know historically branding has not been a strong suit of we've Blue done City. some weird stuff it's not a strong suit of the squad so i don't want to be super critical but it's 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 a little dull. It's blue and gray. I haven't even seen it. And it's a circle crest, so you'll love that. <sighs> and it's a crown. And it says Charlotte FC, and it says minted. And then 2021 or 2021. It's dumb. Uh, I imagine I haven't even got, done the looks. That is dumb. It, but I'm imagining that they must have like an actual one of the U.S. mints in Charlotte. I'm guessing. otherwise that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, that you would put minted on your crest. Uh, And then they have got a, uh, they've got a funky New York City FC, NYC, NYFC uh, uh, looking letter mark of uh, CFC for Charlotte. And it's- It's weird. It's busy, it's very busy. So they go from a very simple looking crest to a very busy word mark with the letters. That's the crest right there, yeah. That's dumb. Yeah, it's not great, but you know, it's news. And uh, Charlotte, we'll see, we'll see. My favorite bit though, is that they clearly did not do all their due diligence because charlottefc.com owned by the independents. <laughs> and so you go to charlottefc.com, it takes you to the Independence website, which is, it's a little funny. It's a little funny. Um, I heard really good things about the Scouse's House joint venture racing supporters group meeting that happened. I was unable to attend due to a previous commitment. I sent, you know, like I do, I sent my errand boy, uh, Mitch, Mitch, (laughs) my, my boss's boss. Uh, I sent him to stand yeah. in for me. Now, Mitch was really impressed with how uh, how organized the meeting was, about the level of enthusiasm, about the places that some of the fans had driven from to come be a part of it. Yep. Uh, I'm still hearing nothing but good things. The racing supporter culture is going to be awesome. And so I, I'm crazy pumped about yeah. all of that. Uh, this is fun team news. How from Andy... Admittedly, you are not a giant sports fan in general. No, I'm not. Um, how familiar are you with the ESPYs? Familiar. So the ESPYs is a is ESPN's annual sports awards. Yeah. It's like team of the year, soccer team of the year, baseball team of the year, best player from each sport. And it's like the Oscars for sports. It is. And the players like to get dressed up and they show up to this thing. But you can't do it this year because of uh, covid and so instead, ESPN has farmed it out to localities, yeah. and they only picked a handful of cities, like 15 cities, to host independent ESPY Awards mm-hmm. in their cities. And we are by far the smallest city that was selected to get to have one of these. We're still in there. Uh, and so got, but we got selected. And then they did a uh, and the ESPN Radio 680 and 93.9 ESPN Radio here in Louisville. Uh, they did a week of nominations where people could nominate different teams and players and moments and stuff to win an actual ESPY, like the same ESPYs they give out to LeBron James, those ESPYs. Um, I didn't ever do anything with the nominations forms. I I thought about it. I saw one. I mean, I saw the the link online, and I was just like, you know what – we're in Louisville. This is going to be all UK, all U of L all the time. Like all of it. So I didn't mess with it. Mm-hmm. The nominations came out today yep. of who had gotten enough nominations to be on the ballot. We're in there. We're in there repeatedly. Yeah. So Dr. Mark Lynn is up for humanitarian of the year. Yeah. And so I've been voting for him. We're up for game of the year. Lou city versus Indy conference final is up for game of the year. And yep. come on, that was a whale was of a game. Yeah. Uh, Lou City is up for Team of the Year. John Hackworth is up for Coach, coach of the, of the year. year. And in a nod to our friends across the way, the Coopers, the Coopers are, are in up, up for Fan of the Year. Yeah. Um, I didn't care about this, and now I really want us to win a bunch of categories. And there's two reasons why I want us to win <laughs> these things. Okay. Reason one is. It's a legit cool award. Like, these are cool things. Winning these would be a big, cool deal. I've seen, you know, some of the greatest athletes in the world carrying these awards around. I would like to have some of them here yeah. in Louisville for our squad. That's a cool thing. It's just cool. Part two is an either or. Either all of the Louisville, UK, Fans mm-hmm. will look at loose City winning these awards as a validation, as like a man. Those guys really do have a bunch of fans here. That, yeah. That's a big deal. Or it'll really annoy the crap out of them, and they'll think like, "What the hell happened? How did right. this? How did this happen? That stupid soccer is stupid, S- stupid." There would be a lot of that. It would be a little uh, either though. I think though that it would offer legitimacy. Here's the thing, UK fans can hate L fans and vice versa as much as they want, but there's still an acceptance of the fact that the other team is a big deal. Yeah. You have a house divided yourself. Your wife is a big UK fan, you're a big L fan, and uh, you know that while it's fun to hate the other team, you still respect what they're doing. Exactly, yeah. I think that winning some of these awards might offer a little bit of that for us, where they can be like, oh God, I hate soccer. How could those guys win? But it'd also be like, man, they got a lot of fans. Like, yeah. that's a bigger deal than I thought it was. And so I'd love to see yeah. us sneak in and win yeah. a couple of those awards. But I've got a feeling that either we're gonna win nothing just because of the sheer volume of UK and U fans there are in town. Right. Or we're gonna win all of the categories we're in. It's not gonna be like a oh, Hack won uh, yeah. best coach but nobody else won anything it'll be we won all of them because the Lou City fan base got out and voted. Yeah. Or we'll win nothing because maybe, you know, the what I consider to be the 15,000, 20,000 true blue fans mm-hmm. of Lou City, maybe that really doesn't move the needle against the volume of UK and UFL fans There's locally. also the
1: question of how many people actually vote.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But also, Jared Englert, I'm talking to you, you can vote unlimited amount of times. Individually, you can vote as many times as you want. Jared Englert I'm mentioning it to you because as my most knowledgeable local current computer person friend, if you could write a script that would just vote for us over yeah. and over again, I'm not encouraging cheating. I'm just saying that if you could do that, that would be interesting.
1: He probably could. I'm saying. That it would be, probably wouldn't even f-
0: take him that much time to do. I don't know how much security the, uh, the, the local ESPN radio uh, polls have, but I'm just saying it would be interesting. Like, if we won with 18 million votes... That'd be an issue. If we won more than some statewide elections... There'd be some voter fraud. Fingers being pointed, but you know uh, it might be fun.
1: Well, it still get. Frankly, it would still get us <laughs> attention. They'd still be like, "Who the
0: hell? How did this happen?" <laughs> so, but my. Even if you don't have any intention of rigging this thing, uh, I would like to encourage all Loose City fans: get out there and vote two yeah. or three times apiece. Just it does. takes you no time. I mean, no time. I have, admittedly, already voted like fifteen times. I was sitting in traffic at a train on my way over here. I had nothing to do, and I voted about seven times just while I was sitting there waiting for the train. So, just saying. You can vote for him. Just do it. It'd be fun to see John Hackworth carrying around one of those trophies. It'd be fun to see that sitting in the Cooper's, you know, in in the Cooper's section, you know. uh, It'd be fun to have some of these in the trophy case laying around. Even one win, even a win in one category, would still make people be like, wait, who? Well, and that's one of the reasons why I feel like Maybe the best single category we'd have a chance to win is Cooper's. Yeah. Because it's hard to imagine too many other fans caring that much if, you know, random U of L fan wins. Right. And he's a single guy. So or, or that most of the other fans are just one person. And so it's hard to imagine too many people caring about that one person. It's not hard to imagine that the Coopers, having by far the most total members of any of yeah. the categories, could win that vote. Because UK Nation is all going to vote for John Calipari for Coach of the Year. Yeah. U of L Nation is all going to vote for you know Chris Mack or Chris Satterfield or whoever to win that. Yeah. I have a hunch that the fan vote will be a little more split. And so that, I think that's one they could sneak in there and win. Is there a write-in option? There is not. I would love to write yeah. in Scouse's house. Uh, I'd love to write in Scouse himself. Yeah. But no, there is not. You would have needed to have nominated him repeatedly before. But So oh. it's a cool thing. Go get us some ESPYs. Yeah. That's neat. Um. I think that covers all the news stuff I had. Does uh, Scouse's House have any news?
1: No, I even asked.
0: Okay. Still selling masks?
1: Still selling masks,
0: 15 bucks, PayPal. I've been asked by the front office right. to point out as clearly as possible, you are not allowed, and by you I mean Scouse's House, no. is not allowed to vote, or is not allowed to sell them on site. No. It's illegal to sell. Yes. Yes. Your masks in Lynn's Family Stadium.
1: We are aware of that.
0: They are, however, allowed to sell them outside of the stadium. Yes. Or sell them online and hand them to people at the stadium. Yeah, that is what we have been doing. And that is completely allowed. So I'm just telling you right now that if you're out there thinking I'm going to bring 15 bucks to the game and buy a cool Scouts House mask, that's illegal. Yeah, we're not doing that. Uh, One other bit of news, I suppose, I forgot. We have updated... The mask policy for game for the for game three. Oh, okay. So, game one, obviously, there was a lot to be said about the masks, and we covered that last week. Game two, I thought was slightly better. Yeah. I thought that the supporter groups on both sides were great. We were staunch about it. We were pretty. And it's not even so a question. So were the Coopers. Put your mask on. Yeah. There, the supporter groups and the standing sections on either end of the stadium were really, really good. I'm not saying perfect, but really, really good. The rest of the stadium still has its issues in different pockets and different places. Right. Especially the farther away you get from the field. Yeah. Uh, Up in the upper deck, there's some people who've got quite a bit of social distance who feel like it's lax. It's not lax. No. I spent almost my entire night walking around telling people to put their masks back on. That was the majority of my day was... Checking in, going through my checklist, but also hanging out with people and saying, hey, please pull your mask back on, thank you very much. That will not be the case this week. Because this week, two strikes and you're out. Wow! Security has been advised. Blue City staff has been advised. You get one warning. One, hey, you need to make sure your mask is on. Second time, you're out. Good. If we if you we tell you once, put your mask back on and keep it on, fine. Second time, though, we're not going to ask again. You're yeah. going to be removed. You're not going to get a refund. And depending on how you handle it, you're not going to be allowed to come back to other games. I love it. So we're Here's taking it, it even more seriously this week. We gave you the chance to be able to follow the rules just by the virtue of the fact that they were rules. We play videos of the players asking you to wear your masks. Lance McGarvey announces yeah. over the intercom, "Wear your mask." There are signs all over the stadium saying, "Wear your mask." You're not allowed into the stadium unless you're wearing your mask when you walk in. Yeah. We thought that would be enough. It's not. Okay. Now we're kicking people out. I love it. Here's why: <clears throat> if somebody walked in to the stadium
1: and just started punching people, yeah, you'd kick them out. Yeah. Like, hey, you no, know, you're causing bodily harm. Yeah. To people. Yeah. You can't have that in here, right? No. At this point. In the in this situation, yeah, in the the world of COVID that we live in, it's arguably worse. Yeah, to not wear a mask because you could to punch be doing somebody. damage to infinitely more people.
0: And no matter how many punches you throw, it is uncommon to kill somebody with a punch.
1: Yeah, you could absolutely be killing somebody. Yeah, by not wearing a mask.
0: Yeah. So no more Mr. Dice guy this week. This week Good. it's it's one time. You need to put your mask back on and keep it on or you'll be removed. Second time you're removed. Good. Uh, I imagine there'll be some room for conversation about, man, I was taking a drink. I'm sorry, I, I'm keeping it on, I promise. Yeah, I absolutely. Totally, but the but people that are, the people that are you're gonna be able
1: to tell the people who aren't just there's taking There's a big a drink.
0: difference, yeah. Well, and let me say this to our listeners. Now our listeners are reasonable people who, you know, I trust to be wearing their masks. But there is an important difference between having a drink and drinking your drink. Yeah. Just because you have a drink doesn't mean you don't have to wear your mask. Right. That is not the same thing. Having a beer, that's the most common response I got when I told people to put on their mask, is they'd hold up their beer like, oh yeah, I'm just... No, you're not. I didn't come and talk to anybody until I gave them 15 seconds of maybe they're about to take a drink. No. And also you can pull your mask up or down to take a drink. You don't have to take it off to take a drink. Yeah. So, no so, more Mr. Nice Guy this week. They're passing out straws. Yeah.
1: I know it sounds silly. Use a straw.
0: But they are. A Lot of options, man. A Lot of options, but one of your main options will not be to not wear your mask. This is the key I want everybody to remember. If you are at Lynn Family Stadium, that means that you care passionately about this team. You were a season ticket holder who picked option A to let the team keep your money even if we didn't play a single game this year. You have got to care about the team to even be allowed in the stadium right now. You got to care. They won't let us keep playing if we screw this up. No. The governor will shut it down if we screw this up. If. Even if you are one of those morons, and I'm calling you a moron, if you are one of those morons who thinks that wearing a mask's not that big a deal, it's not helping people, it's just a requirement, and it's a dumb requirement, and I don't like it, and it's infringing on my personal freedoms, even if you're one of those people, I'm asking you to think selfishly. If you're at Lynn Family Stadium, that means you want to be there.
1: Yeah.
0: If you don't wear a mask, there will be nothing to be there for. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, piece. do you want to be the asshole? That gets us shut down. Right?
1: There's always the the, the the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah. There's always that one last person in any situation. Do you want to be that asshole? Do yeah. you want to be that person who's like, no, too many people are Sorry doing Sorry I
0: took soccer away
1: from all of you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kids were an issue last week. Kids. Uh, there was one particularly uh, damning photograph circulating online of some kids yelling at a st louis player from to be fair they're about nine feet away from the player but the forced perspective doesn't look like that but anyway it doesn't matter right kids without masks in a picture yelling at a player they all look to be about six between six and nine years old is my guess if your child is over the age of three so if you are required to buy your kid a ticket Yeah. And you, because kids under that age are not required to wear a mask. Right. But if you are over the, if you have a kid who's over the age of three and you're not sure that they're responsible enough to keep a mask on when you tell them to, don't bring them. Yeah. Because they will be subject to the same discipline as anybody else. If you're there with a ticket to the game and you're not wearing a mask, we'll kick your kid out, and that means you're probably going to have to leave too. If you don't think that your child is capable of being responsible enough to wear a mask when told to, then don't come to the game with that child. That's my suggestion. Don't do it. I don't bring Leo to the game. No, you do not. But Sandy Lowenstein is going to outlive us all. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Um, Ultimately, I think that it's it's all in everyone's hands, you know, to, to be able to do this and do it properly. Yeah. Go online, find the loose cities, vote for the SPs. Go online, watch James O'Connor's video series. Yeah, about racing, some exciting stuff going on there. Yeah, if you're not watching, yakin with Hack. Hack's pretty straightforward. We've always we've known Hack for a long, for a while. Since, yeah. basically since the day he arrived. He has always shot us straight, like, alarmingly straight. Right. That and first that first interview we did with him, we were both like, wow. here <laughs> yeah. He's just going to tell you. You are open. And he's been that way in the Yakin with Hack series and also his Silver Bullets podcast, which is pretty good, yeah. if you haven't followed along with that. So there's good content out there right now. Don't get too nervous about the results thus far. They'll get better. Is he a big, big uh, Bob Seger fan? I don't know if he is or not. We should ask him. He is a huge music fan. Gotta be so a pop Seager Maybe fan. he's a major podcast, Silver Bullets. Silver Bullets. Right? The Silver Bullet Pod instead of the Silver Bullet Band. I like it. Or maybe he's a huge fan of Miller uh, Coors Light. I don't the know. Silver Bullet.
1: I don't know. I see Hack is being more of a crap seer kind Seager of guy. Man.
0: You, you think he likes to turn the page? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> you think he likes that old timer rock and yeah. roll? Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. You think he's working on them night moves? Gotta be. Who isn't? (laughs) Who isn't? uh, You gotta give me a little something for knowing three Bob Seger songs right off the top of my head. I do, I do, I do. Does he listen to this? Like a rock. (laughs) 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 Four Seger songs. Just, uh, I doubt Hack listens to our pod. I doubt it. Um, I was going to openly and
1: publicly apologize to him. So, I, we talked about this last week. I may have run, accident, almost run him over with my car. Woof. Hacks a big biker. He is. And like bicyclist. Yes. Not like, Bicycle, uh, not yeah. like a... No, yeah. He's, what was that again? Don't worry about it. All right. He's a big, he's, he's big skikler. That was the worst motorcycle noise he's I've big, ever heard. Don't worry about it. He's a big, <laughs> there, there's something that sound like that. He's a big... <laughs> he's, he's a big cycler, and I got a little impatient with a cycler last week on okay. my way home. It was a long day. So it's on my way home, and there was a cycler in front of me. I got a little impatient with him. He was following the rules of the road, and I got next to him, and I looked over, and I'm 98% positive it was Hack, and immediately I was like, oh, cool. So almost ran over our head coach. Well, I'm glad you didn't. That's great, me too. So if he does listen to this, I apologize. Hack, he's sorry.
0: Um. Listen, we're we're gonna go until at least next Thursday before yeah. our next pod. Yeah, I'm gonna get us a guest, a phone guest, I okay. think, for the next pod. I've been we've been enjoying the little you and me time. Yeah, to people want to hear back from into you. the flow. Yeah, they want to hear from somebody else. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna get us a guest. Um, I'm gonna try to have it be a player, coach, or uh, uh, front office member. But I imagine that how our two results go will dictate a lot of whether or not they're willing to do that. If not, I say we bring on, uh, I say we, we reach out to some of the Scouts' House Faithful and see if they want to uh, get, to get involved. So we get to, we get one of the notables to come on. We haven't had David on in a while. We haven't had, we haven't had Jared on. I haven't had Jared ever. Haven't we had Joe, haven't had have had ever. Joe Woolley ever. No. Uh, Cody Ruth was a great guest the one time. He was on. Yeah. Uh, Scouse himself hasn't been on since the second episode. Wow. Yeah, it's his house, and we haven't had one since the second episode. And this is ninety-seven, maybe or something. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we may, if if we can't get, uh, if if the results dictate that nobody's in the mood to talk about right. uh, about it with us, then we'll go and get one of our scouts is faithful we haven't had kenny on in quite some time oh god the young and virile the handsome yeah masculine powerful <laughs> um uh, also the latest possible time i can do this i'm an employee of louisville city football there club i uh, all the opinions i shared tonight were my opinions alone and don't necessarily reflect the opinions of louisville city football club any of our partners affiliates or sponsors um We'll, go, we'll, we'll try to get somebody. If I can't get somebody great, I'll get a great fan. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Right. Uh, Andy, I think that's about everything that's, for me. That's all anybody wants to hear from us. So. Um, How long did we go? Um, what did we go to? Hour eight. Hour eight? That's right in our wheelhouse. Yeah, it's perfect. All right, well then uh, let's finish this thing, and I can yeah. only think of one appropriate way to finish a Lou City podcast, and that is by saying, Go, go City! City.